1: Working on a nightmare. Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. I
2: love it at night.
1: On King of OX. He's a man of Hollywood, trained and tested in the Hollywood Hills. Acquainted with the Hollywood Elite. The man who has rubbed shoulders with the biggest stars on Broadway stage and screen. He is none other than our own. Sean Michael Lyle. Hey okay, now. Rubbing shoulders. Rubbing shoulders and <laughs> well, drinking tea. Thanks for keeping that and clean. Smoking cigars. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it's been it's been a myriad of experiences, but tonight, ladies and gentlemen.
2: The ultimate.
1: The ultimate. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, and I always like to point out that when you're in radio or even television, uh, but uh, you know you you meet whatever celebrities come your way, and when you're in Cali- and there they are, and when you're in California there they are. They there are lots of them, and the most target rich environment I was ever at was it actually was thirty years ago.
1: Thirty years ago, that would have been let's see, is it 80, 22? 1992, 1992. February
2: nineteen ninety two. The uh, the AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am golf tournament. There it oh was. yeah, yeah, because that has it used to have a lot of ce- uh, celebrities. Yeah, well, not 30 so much. Years ago. Not so much anymore. But, and there they were. And so as somebody who at that time was working in local radio, I got to go out there and and just hang out with them. Had the little microphone, did Yeah, you? I had the microphone, so I had access to, you know, like the uh, the driving range, the putting green, and, and, and the clubhouse, and all those things. And there they were. And there they were. And just so many people uh i jack lemon for example all was right. famous I'm, I'm for participating jack lemon in that tournament i know that i can't remember all of them it's been so long but the odd he, couple jack lemon uh yeah yeah that jack lemon he was famous for never making the cut and he was out there practicing and i was talking to him about talking
1: he, to jack lemon
2: yeah t- talking to him about about how he kept trying to make these long putts i said you know make the short putts and we we we, we were talking about the guy. You know, he
1: it sounds like me talking to Kelly about snooker. He, yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. He was. He's taken so many lessons, and he just never got good at it. Poor I think guy. he. I think he made the cut one time. He did. Ever. Yeah, before just before he he passed away. Well, uh and then uh, so we had a nice chat, and as we were leaving the green, you know, he puts his hand on my shoulder. And says, well, I tell you Jack what, Jack Lemon put, put his, his hand, hand on your shoulder, and then that night, I can't say we had dinner with him, but my wife and I were yeah. sitting in the very next table he was next table he was there Jack with lemon. his son and of course being a hollywood type they the were talking lemon. about some deal that they were working sure. on in yeah, hollywood yeah, yeah. and it seems everybody has a deal uh, uh young lemon whatever happened to young lemon uh, i don't know yeah. i have no idea well. um but I, I didn't know who he was at the time well. if he hadn't a, <laughs> hadn't heard the conversation yeah. But uh, um, Glenn Campbell was Glenn there. Campbell. All right. And there was a, um, a a woman, I can't remember her name. That, uh, that could have been Minnie. She, she, she called my show and she said, when you go out there, would you say that so-and-so said hello to Glenn Campbell? So I said hello to her, and it was the name of a Glenn Campbell song, and I can't remember what, but he sang it into my microphone, and I
1: played it on the Glenn air Glenn Campbell yeah. sang into the microphone of Sean John Michael I think, Lyle. John- I think
3: uh, Glenn Campbell finished his career in Branson, didn't he? Well,
1: that
2: finished a lot of people's careers. The
3: well, <laughs> poor guy he had Alzheimer's. I mean, Did he? It was, yeah, 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 brilliant he,
1: career. Yeah, uh, he, he he faded,
2: unfortunately, like a rhinestone
1: cowboy. Yeah, uh, I'm a
2: rhinestone cowboy. Yeah, that was Don Johnson. Huh. Was Don there. Johnson. I'm so, me write this. Don down. Johnson, and you know his wife Melanie, Melanie Griffith. Griffith. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, she was Melanie there too. Gray I now. didn't talk oh, to Melanie her because she wasn't playing, but she was oh, standing on. off to the side. But I talked. He showed me and Jack uh, Jack Wagner. You remember? Yes, yeah, Saint Louis. He was in general. Wait a minute. Too.
1: Wait a minute. Jack you have Wagner. now tread into my territory.
2: Okay, you know Jack?
1: Yes. Okay. Jack Wagner worked at 6 Flags in the theater.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh in the in the show. Jack Wagner was there. He was from Washington, Missouri. Oh, okay. And Krista Tezro, who was a soap opera star, also from the St. Louis area, worked in the palace theater and i was the young pianist at the uh, wow yeah and and i got to know jack wagner and krista tesra well if you talk to jack wagner says that guy who was standing there
2: with he and don johnson when don johnson was showing off jack wagner
1: is a heck of a golfer
2: yes he is yeah he was showing off his three no his one thousand his one thousand dollar sunglasses Whoa. Oh, and I was ow. looking wow. at is it like, what? One thousand dollar. Thousand dollar sunglasses. Jack Wagner. Yeah. So Jack Wagner and Don Johnson. I'm guessing we were there.
1: he's not buying thousand dollar sunglasses these days. He may but, be selling you know, them. He but, may be.
2: Uh, I don't I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what he's up to. All right. oh, um good. and got yeah, a good list boy, there's so many uh, what of else course we got? the well the the number one event of that was um was uh Bill Murray, you know. Bill oh, he's Murray. still there.
3: He he still plays in it.
2: Well he's probably there right now. Uh Bill Murray, he <laughs> wow. this was after the Super Bowl in Minneapolis where they played it in the Humphrey Dome. You know, yes. And he had the hat that looked like the Humphrey Dome. He had the Humphrey Dome hat. So it, yeah. it was one of was one of my favorite moments was after the uh after the he he played his round yeah. uh he he went to the press room and these are full of a bunch of uh, golf press, right? Yeah. And so they're asking, you know, what did you think about this? And, you know, how did how was the cut? And how but was there the was
1: Sean Michael Lyle. And
2: I was sitting there, and Bill Murray comes in there. This place is absolute hell. This is the worst place. This place is evil. Did not
1: like the course. I, he was, pebble Beach.
2: He was, he was pebble Beach. being silly. He was being silly. He was oh. being hysterically funny. I, I don't remember exactly what he said. Well, he's but, a funny guy. But he made his funny mar- remarks, and he was ready to go. And he was faced with all these golf reporters. Yeah. So I was sitting off to the side, so I start asking him questions, realizing that he wants to roll. So I start throwing him, you know, the straight lines.
1: Sean Michael Lyle interviewing Bill Murray. And
2: he keeps rolling along. And so when he starts to calm down, I ask more. And it became me basically, as you say, interviewing him and he was hysterical. You were playing the straight man. I was playing the straight man because he needed a straight No, I don't. I don't where's have the, where's tape. the
1: tape? I don't know. It yeah, was I mean, television. You had, you, Bill Murray. He's riffing on Sean Michael Lyle. I, you... I wasn't even recording that. <sighs> really?
2: No, I wasn't. And I saw it. On, I Lost saw some of it on TV ages. that night. But afterwards, could have been as uh, as everybody gold. was leaving. He walks out. He comes and and sees me. I'm standing there on the on the steps. He comes out. And he says hello.
1: He says hello. And
2: then we're talking back and forth, and we start tr- trading snaps.
1: Now they're snapping.
2: You know? And Bill Murray and I were going back and forth trading one-liners. Bill Murray I, and Sean Michael like Lyle. And then eventually, at one point, we went out for I don't know how long, and there was this crowd around us. And we were both hysterical. We were both—I mean, I obviously was at my best because I was with one of the greats. How could you not be? How could I not be? And so I— You know, finally he stops and he smiles and he says, who are you? And I say, I'm just local radio. I do a local morning show. No,
1: no. No, no. And so. No, no. You say, I am Shawn Michael Lyle. A product of the Hollywood Hills, trained and tested in Hollywood. That's he, what you say. He wouldn't care about that. Well, he, no
3: so mind. Sean, uh, obviously, that was a great place to meet celebrities. But the biggest celebrity of all was Pebble Beach. What? What? That piece of property is just insane, isn't it?
2: Uh it is. Well, there was a commercial that used to play on the ra- on the uh, television when I was a child. It, and the guy said it exactly like this: "It just happens to be the most beautiful place." In the world,
1: it it has sounds, to like, be. sounds like sounds like Chesterfield, and it
2: really and <laughs> and the uh, the uh, there was a U.S. Open there that my wife and I uh, yeah. went to, and we went to the uh, the 18th green uh-huh. and spent the whole day on Championship right there. Sunday, right, right there. there, and we we didn't go, you know, because you can wander yeah, yeah, around. Yeah, we just sat there, sat on the 18th and, Green. and on the 18th, and just watched. It is absolutely spectacular. And here's one of those little things that a lot most people don't know. You know, it costs like. A hundred and whatever dollars to play there. No, it's about seven hundred now. Is it that much? Oh yeah, it's a public course, so everybody can play. But here's the thing: is that
3: it's on my list of places I want to go. Well, here you should hang out with Sean Michael. I want to play.
2: But okay, everybody here's Bill Murray. Here's the thing: (laughs) is that when you go there, and if you you can't afford that, right in the middle of it. Is yeah. the Peter Hay course? The
1: Peter Hay course. Peter
2: Hay is a pitch and putt, a three. You know, it's uh-huh. it's got. I don't think. I think it's a nine holes pitch and putt. <coughs> and, yeah. it, and back then it was like it was seven dollars. Is
3: that right? It was
2: seven dollars. John's got a
1: frog in his throat here. And uh, pitch and putt, you say?
2: Yeah, you br-
1: par three holes.
2: Yeah, <coughs> and you bring out you bring out your putter yes. and your sand wedge and a nine nine iron and and you just walk co- and you can play all day long and it was seven bucks so it can't be <coughs> Sean, much more than
3: that. What you may not understand is when this episode of Tourette's comes in for Hancock, Mm -hmm. he has a story he'd like to tell. Oh, And he's going to tell us about uh, putting the ball through the clown's mouth uh, and getting a hole in one.
2: At Pebble Beach. Not in Pebble
3: Beach. I was Uh in
1: North Jersey. And it was a cool fall day in September of 1986. Uh And my roommate, Frank McLaughlin, and I, we were in graduate school. And he said, let's go play golf. And so we went to the Pitching Putt. The par three holes. The golf. It golf No, the par three hole, they're 90-yard holes. Mm-hmm. And they're sand traps and yeah, stuff. Yeah, beautiful. And uh, there I was, Michael, with my nine iron. Yeah, here we go. Addressing the ball. Mm-hmm. Hello, ball, I said. And I swung with It was the goal. little blue ball.
3: He picked the blue and ball. No, the, he had the pink and green a, to choose from. Golf. He got the this blue. This is real golf. It's
2: the short game. It's the short yes. game. It's, yeah. yes. short
3: it's not game. real golf.
1: Yes. It's the short game. And there I was. Uh-huh. Let me, let me replay that in case you missed it. Whoosh. And there went the ball, Shawn Michael, heading. About two feet off the ground? It was, it was low. It was a yeah. low trajectory. And it, it may have bounced a dozen <laughs> times. In the hole. A hole in one. Yes, mm-hmm. at the pitch and putt.
2: Yeah, which is a, a, a basically, in most cases, a par three, a short yeah. par no, three. No, no, yes. it's not.
3: It's, it's a not part part yeah. it's Listen, a par three. Listen, we had one. a St. Louis professional golfer on, he Jay Delson. He said it was a
1: hole-in-one. He
3: said it was a hole-in-one if you're a kid. He said it's a no. hole He didn't say it was a hole-in-one well, like. Well, you weren't keeping score, where you on a pitch and putt? Uh, yeah. uh, no, we weren't keeping score. Oh, okay, but, yeah.
1: Mean, no. See, it's practice. Did you buy drinks that night? I did, and we had the first time I ever had uh Mozzarella sticks.
2: Well, you know, really, I, I can't say anything because every time I'd go to Peter Hay, I'd say, Oh, where are you going? Going golfing, where Pebble Beach? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was
2: true, but it was in the middle of the course. So, and to the recap, if puck.
1: you're keeping score at home,
2: oh, there were so many more Sean than the, I Michael can't remember. Michael
1: Lyle, uh, it was Jack Lemon and his son who remained John famous. Denver,
2: too. That was John Denver, John Denver.
1: John
2: 10, okay. Uh, do you have time for the Phil Harris story? Yeah, Phil Harris. Phil Harris was there too. Do you know who Phil Harris was? Phil Harris, he, uh, th- if anybody knows him at all, it's, uh, he was the voice of uh, the, the Big Bear in Jungle Book. Okay. But he was this old, this old uh, actor, actor. And he was one, he was one of those uh, crowds of, you know, the, they used to make drinking jokes and everything like that. So anyway, he was a friend of, Bill, uh, of Bing, Crosby. Okay. Bing, Crosby. Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. So he told this story. He book. told me this story about uh, he and Bing Crosby because uh, uh, Phil Harris would go golfing and Bing Crosby would go along all over the world. And they were in Scotland. Okay, and there they had they just played St. Andrews. St. Andrews, and they were going back to town, and they drove by this, uh, this, this, huge factory. It was this uh, Scottish distillery where they're making, where they're making Scot- Scotch whiskey. You've been there, and all the lights everywhere, oh, all the lights going, and steam coming out, yeah, and everything yeah. like that. And Bing Crosby says, "Well, you see there, Phil." They can still make it faster than you can drink it. (laughs) And Phil says, yeah, but I got them working nights.
3: (laughs) That's great. All
1: right. Well, to recap again, Jack Lemmon, Glenn Campbell, Don Johnson, Melanie Griffith, Jack Wagner, Bill Murray, John Bender, Phil Harris, and an homage to Bing Crosby. All of that coming your way by our man from Hollywood, Sean Michael Lyle. Thank you so much. Thank you. Tremendous job. We'll see you again next week, and when we come back, it's what's trending with Braxton Payne.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Work or play?
3: KMOX is right there with you. We go where you go. He is the king of pain. He is Braxton Payne, and he joins us every time Hancock and Kelly have a late night with Hancock and Kelly for a segment we like to call "What's Trending." Hello, Braxton.
4: Hello, gentlemen. How hey, are you
1: guys? Have you ever met uh, Jack Lemon or Glenn Campbell or
3: Don Johnson, Melanie
1: Griffith? Uh,
4: do what? Should I know who those people are? <laughs>
3: <laughs> How old are you, Braxton? I'm 32. You have no clue who Don Lem- uh, uh, Jack Lemon is? Uh, he has is?
4: no clue who's listening to this show right now. Uh, I mean, I know who Don Lemon is. And you, uh, do you know but. who Don
3: Johnson is? No. Now, Braxton, I went to your bachelor party in La- uh, Nashville, Nash yes. Vegas. yes. And we dressed up in a- Miami Vice, Ma- Miami Vice yeah. style. Do you know who the lead of the Miami Vice show
4: was? I'm against. I'm guessing it's this uh, Johnson fella. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is just ridiculous. Why were we dressed up like Miami Vice if you don't even know who the characters were?
4: Because it's fun. I mean, who doesn't like to like think they're like Miami Vice with like the neon, the obnoxious white pants and like just having a good time? It was just, you know. More of the the ambiance of the show. I've never seen the show um, than actually the show. So you know,
3: true story. His his bachelor party. We went to Las Vegas, and uh, he, all these guys are dressed up. Or Nashville, yeah, yeah. We, uh, all dressed up uh, like Miami Vice. Okay,
1: making up stuff. So at
3: the end of the night, you know how a bachelor party would be. Everybody maybe imbibed a little too much. I'm I'm staying about what two blocks from wherever we were. I know where this is going. I got lost. Mm-hmm. So I wind up in a bar, and here I am. What what time of the year was it? It was like November, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, and and we don't call it getting lost. We just call it getting John Hancock directions. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh,
3: <laughs> so I wind up in a bar in it's November true. True. wearing Miami clothes. You know, I got on linen pants, a linen shirt, a little lua, a, you know, all this little. Hawaiian-type stuff going on, and I look like the biggest tool in the world in all that. these cowboy bars walking around. People were like, look at that creep. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, the best part in Nashville, when you go there, that theme nights and theme days are definitely uh, the vibe there on Lower Broadway. So if you've ever been, it's definitely changed over the past 10 years. But for sure, it's a, you actually probably wouldn't stick out, you know, if you go to other parts of Nashville, not Lower Broadway, maybe. But, I mean, everyone's oh, kind of dressed, uh, you know, kind of dressed. A li- that's their main strip but there, this Lower is Broadway. Pretty much yeah, the, Lower
3: Broadway's uh, where
1: all the cowboy bars are, right? Yeah, this is pretty much the hip segment of Hancock and Kelly, whenever yeah. Braxton gets on. <laughs> huh? We are uh, hip to the trip.
4: Yeah. I mean, I would love to see I, I think I mean, if we're talking Halloween costumes, I just think John Hancock's just dressed like a cowboy every day. I just think he has the vibe. He would look like oh, Woody think, from Toy Story. No. Let me tell
1: no, I wouldn't look like Woody. <laughs> I'd, I'd look like him. Uh, he
4: normally tucks in his his button downs to his jeans on a regular basis. Look a little his bit like jeans Mr. Haney. Are a little from bit like Green dad Haney. jeans. I mean, I just think I think we could do it. I you think if you know, I've put got the, the belt so, on, so boots. I've got the got boots. It. And He's
1: got,
3: got a cowboy jeans, hat. I got the hat. I got the <laughs> belt
1: buckle. I mean, I've got it all. You have a cowboy hat?
3: Yes. Did you actually
1: buy oh, it, or did somebody I, give it to you? It was a you? gift, but it, I wear it, and uh, I've got Do you really belt. wear it? Like, how many times yeah. a year
3: do you think you throw the uh, cowboy hat on? Once or twice. Do you feel like a dork? No, because I'm sure you oh. look like one. No, 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 no. Let me let me <laughs> tell you, Michael.
1: When I when I when I got the hat going, and I got the the jean. Uh, the jean, jean shirt. shirt, yeah, yeah oh, that's cool. And, and the jean pants, and the uh, cowboy, and the ostrich cowboy boots with my uh, mm-hmm. American Eagle
4: belt buckle this, on the leather belt. This sounds, this sounds more like an anniversary night in the Hancock House. Yeah. I don't know it's, where it's, it's, is. It's, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> I
3: mean, but people people will stop me up up on the street. <laughs> what's, what's trending, Rex? <laughs> <laughs> i can't get a
4: picture i can't, I can't say, get the I, visual
1: I of him i'm with gonna a do it I'm cowboy i may, I may come here next week dressed up like oh that.
3: no to tuesday night when we do the whatever, election night coverage yeah, oh yeah. that would be awesome i'm, I'm in oh my god I, I will buy dinner for a year Howdy, if you'll man. sit on channel two Howdy, with a man. cowboy hat oh, on I'm giving political I'm analysis i'm in oh my word uh,
4: I, uh, but my first thought is literally—it's like one of those romance novels that he was trying to describe. Like the bald got an, Fabio got uh, an ostrich. Got an ostrich feather in that hat. If you want to know
3: the truth. Oh shoot! And what kind of boots were they? Ostrich. Ostrich yeah. boots. I'm yeah. into ostriches. What's wrong why, why why you why'd you have to take an ostrich for your boots? Well, why couldn't they, you just have leather like everybody else? Boot, boot. Now,
1: you gotta see these boots, man. Huh. I mean, they got the I mean it's it's got the line. I mean, it's it's amazing.
3: I, I commit to you, I will buy you dinner once a week if you will do the show next week. I'm in Tuesday night. I'm in cowboy hat I'm in. You have to be on television with your cowboy hat. i Okay. This is going to be great, Brex. You'll be here too. Braxton's going to be a part of our coverage next Tuesday night. He is. He's going to yeah. be in studio here. He's going to be in studio. And Braxton is uh, one of the better uh, Democratic political operatives in St. Very Louis. talented. What's trending? Yeah. What's trending, Brex?
4: <laughs> we got a couple. We got. Uh, I'm going to throw the serious one out the window because nobody really cares yeah, about right. that. So yeah. we got two things. Uh, we got Powerball and mm-hmm. we got Swifty.
3: Yeah, I forgot to buy my Powerball ticket. It's one billion dollars. Ridiculous! Whatever. I, Powerball. Why let's, wouldn't let's you? Why, why wouldn't you buy? Because you're going to lose. I mean, so what if you won? You're not going to win. What about the ten minutes of dreams that I get to have after I give them my buck? Uh, I got dreams for you, pal.
1: No, it's a dollar. You're wasting your money. Go ahead, Braxton. <laughs>
3: what, what's trending about I mean, the Powerball?
4: So, well, first off, we, as you just mentioned, it's, you know, $1 billion. So $1 I have two things. Billion about dollars. like when I think about the Powerball, I get irrationally angry about not winning it. True. Like I think like you just said, when you buy it, you think about, OK, this this is what I would do. This is what I would do. This is what I would do. Right. But one of the things that was trending along with it is who would your first phone call be to? Uh, like you just won the Powerball. Who's the first person that you call and tell, "Hey, I just won the Powerball." Jack White. And X, y, A?
3: Jack White would be the first guy you would call. Yeah. Is he your lawyer? Uh, financial advisor. Yeah, I think I would first call my financial advisor and say, "Okay, we we got ourselves no, in the I situation. would I take that back. I would call Georgianne. Yeah, and I would tell he her yes.
1: Has- To stop worrying. Well,
3: I would call Braxton and tell him, look, we're out of the political business. (laughs) (laughs) We're becoming Republicans. (laughs) I'm kidding. A billion dollars. Who would be your first call?
4: Yeah, so that's, I, I like, I really struggle with this. I think my first call would be to an attorney uh that would specialize in something like this and then yeah, the you know turning
1: everybody's got one of those
4: yeah yeah well <laughs> you know somebody that specializes in wills and living things and you know money along with the conference call i think i would do a conference call with my father-in-law which is also my financial advisor mm. um and then after that conversation i'd call my wife um after i talked to her father i think i would have to talk to her and just you know let her know what's going on here
3: yeah, that's that's reasonable now, you know what? Yeah, like, you, you say you get irrationally myself. angry. Here's what makes yes. me angry. I've been known, when it's a billion dollars, to maybe throw $10 down Ooh. and buy 10 Powerball tickets. Hey, big spender. And here's what hacks me off. So there's how many numbers? Are, there's six numbers plus the Powerball, right? Sure. So yeah. it's seven. that's 70 numbers, and I won't get one. Yeah, because nobody does. That makes me
1: angry. Everybody loses. I don't even get a number. Yeah, nobody lo- nobody wins this thing. Yeah, somebody throw- wins it. You John. might as well take ten dollars and go to the. Well, I wouldn't put it in this toilet because it won't flush. But I- I'd-, I'd-, I'd go. I'd take the ten dollars and put it in your toilet at home and flush it down there because that's what you're doing. All right. Well, give me your ten bucks.
3: I'll go. Have- I'll go buy you Powerball. Tonight. I don't have ten bucks, and I don't want a Powerball. Okay.
4: Braxton, yeah.
3: what's a Swifty?
4: Uh, so a Swifty is what, uh, fans like myself would call themselves that are fans of Taylor Swift. Now oh, you're, you're oh, you I'm you confused.
3: consider yourself like a Swifty, mm. like you're, what do oh. you belong to her fan club
4: and stuff? Nah, well, not like any informal matter, but I, I love her music and You do I, you know, like, yeah. And I think she's amazing in concert. All right, time out, I mean, time out, kind of time been, out,
1: time out. We're yes, going to PJ. Yes. PJ, where are you come out on uh, Taylor Swift?
2: I mean, I'm not exactly a fan of her music, but I respect that she is one of the most you know, prominent artists, I, I guess. Right. But I w- you wouldn't, right. go, I wouldn't catch right. me listening to her uh, music. Fine,
1: go into
4: politics. All right, go ahead, Braxton. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think so. I think your son's a big Swifty as well. Yeah, he uh, is. Uh, yeah, he. Bangkok, yeah. Thanks, thanks uh-huh. for sharing
1: that. Yeah. Uh-huh,
4: yes. And so, you know, her album was released last week. It I don't was. know if you know this. But uh, Billboard Hot 100, uh, the top 10 songs are all Taylor Swift songs. Unbelievable. Um, uh, every single song on the top 10. Uh, is. Has all that ever Taylor happened
3: Swift before? Yes.
4: One time before. I don't remember who it was. Stephen Foster.
3: There it is. Who's Stephen Foster? Put on your old gray bonnet. Uh... He had 10 songs. That, yo, you making it up. <laughs> all right, go on. Go on, Braxton.
4: <laughs> there has been one other time, and I, I know there's this this is the second time in history that Beatles have been doing it. has got to be or the Beatles. But one of the things that I thought was interesting today, so the reason that Swifties in particular are trending, is that all these – so today you were able to uh, – so she's going on tour. She's going on a stadium tour. She's doing a bunch of shows, Some, you know, in twice like in Chicago and big places like that. Mm. And today you're able to log on to Ticketmaster and not buy tickets. You're able just to – enter a line to become a quote-unquote verified fan for maybe the raffle to get tickets to buy pre-sale tickets. Someday, oh,
1: someday uh, Lord willing, Taylor Swift will be 78 years old. And I dare say she will have the top 10 singles on the uh, Billboard Hot 100.
4: I'm sure she will. And I think the one thing, so what's so what happening with the Swifties, why it's trending? Is all the Swifty fans were just making up ridiculous allegations about Taylor Swift and her concert, you know like saying you know she involves she was you know her last concert, everyone uh, was pushing, and it was just you know satire, mainly it was, you know Taylor Swift is not very Swift good live satire out not there. true which is like you know she's not very good live, you know my Oof. kid last time she didn't uh, recognize her when she was holding a poster in the audience yeah. You know, just just funny stuff like that. But the reason that they were doing it, and then it just kind of snowballed as a joke throughout the day is because they didn't want other Swifty fans to enter the ticket line just uh-huh. for the rights to buy tickets. So it became a whole uh, <laughs> meme, essentially. And even Taylor Swift commented on it today and said that was pretty funny. Um, and she's hoping that more people... That she's going to release more dates coming down the future, because I guarantee you she'll sell out within the first 30 seconds. And
1: American period. culture so. continues to devolve into the bowels.
3: Oh, whatever. Hell. You sound like an old man talking like that. Hey, Braxton, how's that? Uh, you know, Braxton's going to be a dad soon. February. How's that coming along?
4: It's good. Uh, she's. I like to call her the little gymnast. Uh, she is very active inside the stomach. What are there. we at,
1: uh, 23, 24 weeks now?
4: 24 weeks. Yeah, uh-huh. 24 24 weeks today actually. Yeah. Um so she is uh she likes to move around. She is food motivated. So every time my wife eats dinner or lunch, she uh we call it doing somersaults and you just see her moving around literally and punching. Uh, you know, I uh, every
1: I've been eats. known to do somersaults every time I eat lunch and dinner. <laughs>
4: I would pay to see you do it. Let's no, no, no. We're
3: paying oh, to see him dress like up like a cowboy and next week some results. and and do I'll somersaults. Do I'll do it
4: all because <laughs> I
3: care
1: that much. Well,
4: actually, I don't know if you guys heard this, but, you know, Beth, the news director, actually called and we're changing it. Uh, we're actually going to be uh, broadcasting live from Ballpark Village inside of PBR, <laughs> which is the professional bull riding. And uh, John has to do the whole newscast while riding a mechanical bull. Nobody can (laughs) ride the bull
3: like me, Braxton, is all I can tell you. (laughs) He is the king of pain, and he's about to be a dad. We're going to keep you updated on that. Braxton, you'll join us next Tuesday when we will be very serious uh, dealing with our uh, election coverage right here on Camelot. Thanks so much for joining us. Hancock Kelly rolls on after this. Oh, You're Check not going to take, take the long way home, are you? Uh, no. You'll take, the, oh, I might. you'll take the big highway tonight. I might. The trees are changing out there. <laughs> yeah, it's a little late at night to be well, seeing the trees changing. Good point. My, my, my advice to you, based on what happened last night in downtown St. Louis, where the sheriff's deputy got carjacked, I get on the highway as quickly as you can. Excellent point. So, uh, John Hancock, uh, you, you're probably wanting to hustle home to go walk the dog. No. What? Mission accomplished. What do you mean, mission accomplished?
1: So, you know, we're a week from the election, so uh-huh. I had three calls this morning. Boom, right. boom, boom, boom. boom. boom you know, you're boom, making boom. final decisions and, right. you know, blah, blah, Deploying
3: blah. the resources. Yeah. And firing it, the missiles. And at this point, given what we do. We're almost done. We're done. Yeah. You know, the election's now next Now we just week, get nervous. Now
1: you just, yeah, you sweat. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> you and I decided to play a few frames of snooker. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, I wanted to talk about your dog, but you can bring this up. Well, I, you know, are you comparing me to your dog? No, no. Uh, but the, you know, the, the constant bending, you know, when you're making shot after shot after shot, you got to bend over a little. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it gets you the knee, you feel it in your knees, you, you got the hamstrings going on there, the, the lower back is difficult. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because you got to get down on that cue, mm-hmm. you know. Time after time
3: after time you're right, making right. shots. Well, you want to tell people, well, you, you you beat the snot out of me, uh, right? Uh, it was a good day. Yeah.
1: Um, and so, you know, we finish up, and uh, we we could have played longer. Uh-huh. Uh, Thankfully, you thought were. Thought about it. You, you provided me with a little mercy. Then I had a brilliant idea. What was that? Usually when we're on the radio, mm-hmm. 8 to 10, I drive home. I get home at 10.38. Mm-hmm. 10.32, somewhere in there.
3: Okay. About an hour
1: from now. I have to get in. I got to make the coffee. <laughs> uh, I got to get my pills out. Oh, uh, this is an old person. I,
3: I got I to fill the water in the, uh, C-Pap, the CPAP machine. machine. Yeah. Buddy, I'm telling you right now, you just sound like a barrel of fun. You got to go to the bathroom. Uh. And then... I walked the dog, Okay, and it's
1: like 11 o'clock, and, it's, yeah. and there's nobody out, and it's me and Gus, and we're cha-cha-cha-cha-cha trotting down the lane there, and uh-huh. over a mile we walk until, you know, and they'll finally he'll poop, and then they'll pick it up, and away we go. So today, yeah. I thought, I do not yeah. want to walk that dog at 10.30, 11 o'clock tonight. So you walked him the before we, you came here? Yes. We left the snooker table so I could get home, had a little, I put a brilliant, brilliant Put a chicken pot pie in the oven. Ugh. Takes an hour. Sounds horrible. No, it was magnificent. Uh-huh. Uh, I was hungry. Yeah, and uh, so I, I, you warm the oven up to four hundred. There, you wait yeah. for it to beep. Uh huh. You put the pot pie in for put, a whole hour for sixty minutes. Well, that's how. You know, that,
3: can't you put it in the microwave and be done in like six it, minutes? It Doesn't taste the same.
1: Huh. Uh, so you put it in the oven. You mm. got it going there. You get the. You get the. Schnooks bag there, the little plastic bag. Okay. And get my four things. Paper towels. Paper towels. I stick them in the bottom of the bag. I get a a dog treat, split it in half. One Uh for the poop, one for the arrival. Uh huh. And um, and it's kind of nice out. So uh, no jacket, you know, just me and my.
3: Just a leisurely stroll around the neighborhood. Shirt and uh, and khakis. Uh huh.
1: And uh, I say, Gus, you want to go for a walk? Oh, he's excited. Yeah. He's excited. I mean, the ears come up and the the tails wagging, and he's more he's excited. And there we start. And the, the problem with the walk is you start the walk.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Our walk starts straight uphill.
3: Right, and he and that's when
1: he wants to go it's, go go. It's horrible. Right, and it's I'm huffing and I'm puffing, and and he's going up and up and up and up, and the air's getting thin. You know, it's like being <laughs> an, it's like being an aspen, and. uh and so, you know, oh, we you? finally, but halfway through the walk, the terrain levels out. Uh-huh. So that's my whole goal is I got to get to that halfway point. Right. And we made it. Uh, he did poop on the uh, on the incline. On the incline. On the in- so rarely, Now you got to carry that with you the rest does he of the dog. poop down on the though. incline. Ugh. But today he pooped on the incline, but uh, easily handled. Ugh. Easily handled and uh, into the bag whoosh, like that. And uh, we turn the corner there onto Yarmouth, po- uh, onto the street, <laughs> and, and uh, down we go. Uh-huh. And we're trotting Just along. sauntering. Yes. It's magnificent. Yeah. He smells everything. The That's dog, a- he likes to stop and smell everything. And so uh, we get home. Uh-huh. I got another 20 minutes. Bing! There's my chicken pot pie. I eat the pot pie. I am done with Gus. Yeah. I am now on the radio with you. I'm going to go home. Oh! And in the interim... You made the coffee. I made the coffee. Wow. Yes. yes. Wow. So uh, I, my work today is finished. So I'm going to get home and I'm going to sit down and kind of, you know... Unwind. Unwind from the radio. It takes a while. All right. I'm going to unwind, too. Yeah.
3: And then uh, tomorrow is another day. Wow. That's an impressive uh, story. The, I'm, I'm curious about the pot pie. Now, is this something you get in the frozen food section? Marie or the, Calendar? Uh-huh. Very good. What... But why would you cook something for a whole hour? Because that's what it says on the box. If you're going to spend a whole hour cooking something, why wouldn't you cook something
1: more substantive than a pot pie? It says on the box you put it in for 60 to 65 minutes at 400 degrees, and And, that's what I did. And you like pot pies? Oh, my gosh, yes. You got the little chicken there. Mm-hmm. You got your you got carrots, your carrots in there. You got peas in there. The the sauce, and, but whatever. When, after the heck an, an that hour
3: at four hundred degrees, it's got to be bubbling. It's bubbling. And, 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 and then yes. it's,
1: doesn't it burn your tongue? No. And you got the bread. The the, the, the oh, mm, phenomenal.
3: Really phenomenal. You know, I didn't eat dinner tonight. Oh, you didn't eat lunch. I didn't eat lunch either. Oh, that's not good. No, I need to eat something. You do. Maybe I'll hit the White Castle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's on a diet. He's Michael Kelly. When we come back. Neither one of us possesses a blue check mark. Yeah, what is a blue check mark? We'll
3: talk about it after this.
1: Now, back to Hancock and Kelly, sponsored by Insterity, HR that makes a difference on News Radio
3: 1120, KMOX. Well, that's Mellencamp. Do you remember when they used to call him John Cougar? Yeah, that's, that's who he was. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. I mean, because Mellencamp is cool. John Mellencamp. Well, he was John, John Cougar. John Cougar Mellencamp. It was John Cougar when he first came out. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like that.
1: You know, the, uh, the, uh, what is the, uh, the animals they breed at the zoo? The, uh. Well they I think most of the animals breed at the zoo. <laughs> the, the, I think they got several hundred species there. Well they got the uh is it the mountain lions? I can't remember uh but there's one of the species okay. there. And it's very unique. What they do is they they line up the Oh, be careful. I don't know where lions, you're going here. And uh and the way they do this is they, they <laughs> they're gonna breed the mountain lions and they, they line up the male mountain lions.
3: Uh-huh.
1: And the female uh, she goes from mountain lion to mountain lion. She sniffs. decides who she wants. And decides she picks her mate. Okay, and when she picks the older mountain lion, uh-huh. um, uh huh. No, when she picks the younger
3: mountain lion, uh, she's a cougar. John, that would have been the worst and hardest dad joke you've ever told, and it, it told it very poorly. Very poorly. Yeah, you Sorry. know you're usually a pretty good joke. Talent. I do. I have my moments. Hey, speaking of jokes. Um, I, I I got mad respect for Elon Musk. Do you? I mean, yeah, I think he's a, a disruptor. He, what he did well, with definitely is that. No, but what he's done with uh, Tesla and inventing the battery operated car and really making it commercial. Now he's doing the rocket ships. The latest thing is he spent forty four billion dollars on purchasing Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. From our own uh, Jack Dorsey. Yeah. So have you heard what uh, Elon's up to? What's he doing now? Well, he's got to figure out how to make some of this money back. He fired everybody. He fired everybody. I think it's just him and a couple of interns sitting over there at the Twitter office trying Uh to figure stuff out. Uh So he's come up with the idea that he's going to charge you $8 a month. For what? Well, you'll get a blue check. So, like, you know how you would see the real Donald Trump or President Joe Biden or Kim Kardashian? They got a blue check. Next to him. they have a blue check. It, because it verifies that that, that is them. That means that is really Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Or that is really the president. Well, he's wanting to offer that to all of us hmm. for $8 a month. Why Why would you pay $8 a month to have a blue check next to your name? I'm not paying $8 a month. I know. I, if they started charging for Twitter, I'd I'd probably be done with it. I don't have a blue check
1: mark. Yeah. How many uh, How many followers do you have there, Kelly? Hold on a second. On. I'll look.
3: Huh. Now I'm uh, see, but I don't tweet. I I quit well, tweeting. I, I don't tweet anything that matters. I have twenty two thousand two hundred and forty four followers. Well, that's pretty good. How many followers you have? You know I. Uh you don't like to talk. I don't like to talk. Now you're a tweeter. You tweet. I bit nothing. And you tweet obscure stuff like snookers. Yeah, so you yeah. got a bunch of snooker losers I do around have, the world I do have that are following people. you.
1: Yeah. Uh 3626.
3: Oh, buddy. At the moment. You're, you're all. How you're, many people are you following? Uh 321. 165. Is that right? Yeah. But but doesn't the algorithm feed you a bunch of stuff like you see tweets that you're not following, don't you? Yeah. Uh, Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. That's the algorithm. Oh, and I, I so I, and I'm one of those people who will follow people for a while, and then I'll go on a binge and delete a bunch of people. Do you? Because after a while, I just I'm I'm done You're watching done their stuff.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: yeah. But I, my core my core hundred is is always there. But anyway, he's going to try to monetize Twitter where you'll pay eight dollars. Will people do it? Yes, people. Yes, people. Will, will they? Do it. Yes. Who? Because people are vain. I wonder if that Amy chick that they, called in earlier, if she would pay $8. She's probably got one. She's probably already got it verified, oh, let's doesn't she?
1: I And if, rate, if they're a verifying
3: people right at KMOX, well, we ought to get verified for free then. Why, why, why don't they get us a blue check? Yeah, yeah she's verified. She's got a blue check. She does? Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody on the show. Well, no, Chris, uh, Kevin Wheeler doesn't, but Chris Ranji and Amy Mark scores have. Blue Amy check- Mark scores has a blue check mark. Yeah. Oh. Do you think Mark Reardon's got a blue check mark? I don't know. Let's find out. This is uh no. He doesn't. No so, blue check. Oh.
1: Amy Mark scores has <laughs> a blue check mark, and Mark Reardon does not. There you go. What about uh, the our beloved
3: Charlie Brennan? Oh well, <laughs> Charlie. It, is Charlie? He's still around.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's on. He's, oh yeah, he's got a blue check. Of course mark. he does. He's on the air more than we you,
3: are. You you know that you know that Charlie Brennan. Uh, I bet Jack Dorsey gave it to him himself because probably he probably did. listened to him. Probably did when he was growing up. He no, hey, did. you know who one of my followers is? Yeah, Jack Dorsey. Really? Yeah. And he's at Jack. At Jack. That's it. He's one of my followers. He's probably disappointed because I don't tweet. Oh, wow. I I like stuff. I give it the heart. So, do you, do you heart things? Uh, not really. I mean, really, every now so and you're then. just a voyeur on Twitter. Well,
1: right? it, it's, I find it to be an effective news source because I can it's get the best, I can get a variety of viewpoints on Twitter, right?
3: You kind of know if Kelly's tweeting it, you and then it's if, left of if, center. If
1: I watch CNN, you get what you get, uh-huh. MSNBC, you get crap, Fox News, you get what you get, uh-huh. and uh, but on Twitter. I can pick what I choose to read, right? You know? And and so it might be
3: the Washington Post. It might who, be ugh. who would be the most surprising person you follow on Twitter? Oh no! I mean, just come on! You only follow 120 people. Yeah. So I follow Bill Kristol, the okay, uh, the yeah. conservative pundit. Yeah. Um, that would probably be my most interesting. I do follow this really cool. Uh, Twitter handle that's all senators. Yeah. So they retweet all the senators. So by following one, you can see, you know, all the senators' tweets. Hmm. Because there's only a hundred of them. Did yeah, you know I'm that?
1: looking here. Uh, Marsha- there's Marshall Mark- Walker has a potential. to be one. Yeah, there's Mark here, so. Williams, a great snooker player. Paul Collier, the snooker see, referee. You, follow, you um, follow
3: a lot of snooker stuff.
1: Jimmy, he listens to us a lot. Um, yeah, Jimmy. Sandy Boxerman. Yeah. A Democrat. Who is she? He. Who is he? Uh, he is the son of Burt Boxerman, who was the Corps Township Committee man when I was first coming up in politics. Well, how about that? And he and I got into a little uh, friendly exchange, reminiscing the other, you know, a couple of years ago, and I follow Sandy Boxerman. Seems like right? a really good guy. He's a Democrat.
3: Hey, a week from tonight, Hancock and Kelly will be right here with our serious hats on. We'll be taking you through all the election night uh, coverage. Magical. Um, you'll want to stay tuned to that. You can see us every Sunday morning on Fox 2 here in St. Louis where Andy Banker, one of our guests, uh, sits between Hancock & Kelly as we do Hancock & Kelly TV show. And don't forget, Friday mornings at 8.30 right here on KMOX. Stick around. The Best of Glover comes up next. Thanks, Matt Pajeski. We'll see you around the
0: corner.